0: All right. Uh. Greetings, all. Welcome to another episode of your blackly beloved bi monthly broadcast, Harlem's Very Own, featuring, as always, your three historic co hosts. Speaking first, it's the chocolate fox, Justin Winley, a.k.a. Bobby Birdchest, (laughs) a.k.a. (laughs) Dr. Newmar, a.k.a. Cash Ketchum. Uh, Gosh, catch joined
1: by my boys. Yo, what's up? It's Jude, aka Simba Stefanucci, aka the habitual line stepper a.k.a. the coochie mm. chiropractor, a.k.a. Mm. the most viable nigga. What's up? <laughs>
2: <laughs> and our third mic, of course. I like that. I like that. Hey, oh people, happy Black History Month. Woo. You know, we didn't really say that, but it's all right because we're here. But it's Black History year, mm-hmm. nigga. It's big Black History year. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's your boy Ma Simmons, a.k.a. the Jiggly Jabberwock Jungle monkey bouncing <laughs> on your titties, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we do have, you know, the good old homie Ho from Harlem. That's all it is. That's all it is to it. You know what I mean? Thank you.
0: Thank yeah. you very much for no the detail. Problem.
2: He brought it back to the Jabberwockies. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, so first of all, let's get that, this out the way. Yes, there's still three of us. Uh, Jude, uh, because of circumstances outside yeah. of his control, will not be going to New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, We'll catch all up on that a little bit later, but we're glad to still have him, and we're also glad to have—he's uh, a guest. <laughs> we're glad to have a guest with us who we all agree should have been on here long ago. He's a high school friend of mine and a mods. He's You're a recording right. artist who infuses his music with a thespian flair. Yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh,
3: uh D. Smooth, uh, give it to him. Come uh, on, introduce now. yourself. <laughs> D. Smooth, I have not heard since high school. <laughs> um. But yeah, I've been waiting. I've been waiting a long time to to throw this out here. It's your boy Daniel A. Hall, a.k.a. Authentic Intelligence, mm. a.k.a. a Brooklyn Knight battling behemoths, a.k.a. Mm. a serial sensationalist.
1: Can you do me a favor, yo? That's Homegirl nice, told me that she went to a bar and they were uh, it turned into a diaper roller skating baby shark party at a bar. Adult diapers.
3: So Daniel, oh, can you bully wait. these Brooklyn motherfuckers for me, please? <laughs> you know, um, when I when I hit Brooklyn, I got you. And maybe we can get well, to the you bottom know, of it.
0: Daniel, I'm sure you more than anyone can attest to the fact that there are there are two Brooklyns at least. There's, you know, there's the original OG Brooklyn and then there's Williamsburg,
2: right? Uh oh, and damn. <laughs> damn. damn specificity right there. Was- there's not there's Ooh.
3: There's Bed-Stuy, <laughs> and then there's uh, Stuyvesant Heights. So Right,
0: right. I mean, we could even talk a little bit about that, man, just by way of opening up and introducing yourself. You know, growing up where you did in Brooklyn, uh, how'd, you, how'd you come to performance? Um, you know, and what, and what is performance for you? You know, let the people know what you do.
3: Yeah, so um, for those that don't know, I am a, what I like to call a, a performing artist, so um, acting, singing, rapping, poetry, uh, photography, if it's in the performing arts, I want to say that I kind of have my hand in it, either in mm. practice or in theory. Um, but yeah, I'm from, I grew up in East New York, um, and oh, then I moved shit. over to Brownsville. So wow. or as my mother would so eloquently phrase it, Ocean Hill, um, mm. which is just a fancy way of saying we kind of in between. Uh, the very brooklyn parts of Brooklyn. So, Crown Heights, uh, Bed-Stuy, and Brownsville. But for all intents mm-hmm. and purposes, I'll just say Brownsville. Um, but yeah, uh, my family had always been in the performing arts. Um, my pops uh, toured with Ashford and Simpson. Um, mm. And uh, a lot of his siblings started like their own gospel record label. So, it was always there. Um And my mom was always the type of person who was like, whatever you want to do, just do it and do it well. So there was a lot of like home support. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, being from the hood, it was a little strange for, I guess, some of my friends to see me not stick on the corner or see me not. Uh, delve into some of the things that would be classified as um, community proper Uh, Mm -hmm. and so it was it was it was interesting to say the least Uh, but then when I got to middle school was kind of when I tapped into the creative arts in general um, I took an acting class and and that was one of my first passions and then uh, LaGuardia, which is yeah. uh, where I was fortunate enough to meet two of the three uh, illustrious co-hosts of HBO, um, <laughs> kind of broadened it a little bit more, uh, just because LaGuardia is what happens when you like put a bunch of big fish in an even bigger pond. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of is like, oh, yeah, everybody here acts. What else you got? Or, mm. yo, yeah, everybody does something, so... To do something to kind of individualize yourself was something I had always kind of focused on. And a lot of the friendships that I had made were in people that weren't necessarily tied down to like the one major or the one aspect of right. their creativity that the school had kind of like allowed or allotted for them. So,
1: yeah, it was it was Did they really pushed that just... a lot in LaGuardia, have your hands in, in uh, different like, bowls or whatever, not sticking to one thing. They, did they really push out being versatile or was that just y'all watching like YouTubers doing a bunch of shit like Timothy De La Ghetto or something?
2: No. It was well, it was you, you you stick to your major. Well, oh, there really? was
3: there was one teacher who, uh, for liability issues I won't name. Um, <laughs> we had a like a like a budgeting Tell class and he was and he like pulled me inside and was like, Yeah, you know, like one of the harsh realities of acting is like if you can do something else, do that thing because acting is not like a, a surefire check. So he was like, anything that'll help you stick out on a resume, um, Mm. just add it or like perfect it and then add it. So I, I'd say like that one teacher kind of like gave me more of like a solidified reason to be like, yo, um, you rap, you sing, yo, let's, let's, let's throw down some beats in the cafeteria. I'm like, Just see what happens
0: yeah even just to 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 piggyback on what daniel said um yeah i think the most that i remember there were some opportunities maybe late junior but mostly senior year to um specifically within drama to kind of apprentice in other uh, majors like i know that there were some drama majors that took some tech classes um Mm -hmm. there were some vocal majors that i know would like pop in on, well first of all there were vocal majors that full on switched to drama we had a few of yeah. those in our grade yeah. um i don't know how much it happened the other way around
2: uh there were there were definitely i think it was like one person mm-hmm. i can't remember who that went from drama to i believe dance or somebody went from dance to to drama mm. Cause they just felt like you know they they were already skilled in that in that major and yeah. so it was no use for them to go four years with that so they will switch to a, another one right right, um, right. and yeah it's, it's not often that people would switch their their majors though it'd yeah. be like, like a small select few who would do that yeah
1: or but were they supplementing their um their uh their talent training uh at LaGuardia like having your voice lessons your main voice lessons and stuff at school your main dance lessons at school but then you have your own like dance company that you go to independently
0: that just depends on how much money you got.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll say this. Like, I know that, uh, for the drama majors, a lot of the kids that like were in our year had that like training outside of school. Um, yeah. yeah. Shout out drama B I guess. Um, yeah. cause I know that, uh, a, a lot of the kids, uh, when I was auditioning had acting coaches. So I, m- my assumption would be, just because you got in didn't necessarily change the fact that you, you know, had a, an acting coach on the side. I know for me, like Justin said, um, that that wasn't really um, something moms was like, yeah, let's just throw extra money at. Um, <laughs> so I think it was just more of like a well, you're here. So,
0: yeah, make it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um I'll open it up to y'all. Either one of y'all want to ask one of your questions? No,
2: I actually want to just, I'll piggyback off of just with being at LaGuardia, Mm -hmm. we did have those opportunities to where, you know, we see ourselves as like full-blown performers. We we weren't Mm -hmm. really, I would say that there were times when we did have the chance to delve into something uh, that wasn't in our major, like Mm -hmm. when it came to gospel choir or show choir, yeah. Um, Daniel, I, I think you can, uh, attest to this one. You, you were, you were in gospel, right?
3: Yeah. Um, and some of, some of them vocal majors looked at me kind of funny. I ain't going to lie. Um, but yeah, no, <laughs> they, <looked at> <laughs> they was like, yeah, we, ain't you? Yeah. He was in, yeah. He was in the drama department. You in the drama department. <laughs> Get your behind back
0: in the basement where you belong. And not back in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> You don't deserve
2: sunlight. (laughs) Yo, because that's that's all they were at. They were in the basement. (laughs) Niggas
1: say go back to the Underground (laughs) Railroad.
2: Now, I know that um, you and Justin were drama majors, but um, we know that poetry is, you know, different than what you guys were trained for at the high school for four years. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you can give us a sort of a influence or a certain role model that or maybe some sort of event that led you down this road of expanding your 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 craftsmanship as a poet slash rapper yeah
3: yeah um so ironically i wanted to be a rapper long before i wanted to be a poet um, That's interesting. so i you know i had looked at uh lil wayne and Busta Rhymes and Wu-Tang Clan. And I had always seen, like, these monoliths in rap. And I was like, yo, like, just the way that they put words together, I thought it was, like, so, like, so dope. And I was like, yo, this is something I would want to do. And I'll never forget, like, freshman, sophomore year, I was like, yeah, ma, like, I know what I want to do. Like, I want to be a rapper. And I was telling her about how, like, we kind of, like, had cultivated a small rap group in LaGuardia. Mm-hmm um and she like flat out told me she was like um you're not a rapper and she was like I don't oh damn she was like I'm not saying that to like trump your dreams or anything but you're not she was like he you said you're you. not built like that that's great quite literally she was like <laughs> yo <laughs> you yeah. was like,
1: with me shooting in the gym <laughs> she was
3: she was like she was like you go to LaGuardia and LaGuardia is not a school that like produces like talent with that like edge to it. I'm paraphrasing, but like she
2: was she basically. Said, now, you maybe are, maybe if you're going to MLK. I was about to say that shit. Wow. If you were in a more ethnic audience, <laughs> then maybe you would have some of a some of a little leeway to get into that. Did
0: you did you remind her that uh Onika Tanya Mirage
3: graduated? I did. From? She was the first person. I was like Nicki Minaj went to uh LaGuardia and she did it. She was like yeah yeah, but
2: she said I said what I said. <laughs> she said, I said what I said, you yeah. are not a rapper. No,
3: she she really did challenge that. And she was like, I mean, she was like, and not to say that you can't. She was like, but what experiences do you have? Because up in up until that point, like rap had almost kind of like um you know, subconsciously come with this idea that you had to have a story. Right. Um and mm-hmm. all the all of the stories were very much like rooted in like I came from the gutter and poverty. Like, while I did, you know, while we, you know, struggled the way, you know, I would assume certain African-American demographics do, um, it wasn't something where I could be like, yeah, you ever had sleep for dinner? Like, I I do this. <laughs> I made- my mom made sure. Waking I up ate. with the
0: rats running across your <laughs> toenails.
2: Yeah, and I mean, that was Jay Lyric, right? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> <I was> like... <laughs> 12 cockroaches on your face when you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> my God. But yeah. also,
1: is he a, did your mom like not listen to rap? Like, Is that not something that she was particularly into? Because there's other rappers who aren't hard. Mm-hmm. They are from the hood, but they're not yeah. like, yo, I'm selling weight. <laughs> you know, like most devs is not talking about selling coke And not for nothing, no one got shot from listening to Common
3: Yeah, no, for like, sure But like, also, I wasn't as You culture. harder than
1: Common, honestly
3: Oh, bless you bless Just you, bless
1: off you. rip, bro, you're harder than Common Com- the Common, Stray <laughs> Bro, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry No, yeah,
3: and thank yeah. you, thank you for real but You like, from I, Brownsville, I, Mike Tyson from there, bro That's true. I, You know what's crazy, though? I had never... Um, I like understood it though because I I could be honest with myself and say that when I first got to LaGuardia like there was a lot about the world that I didn't know you know like I was like I was four. you know yeah and so being 14 going to like a a prestigious high school um, and just being like yeah everything's great people are always who they say they are you know like life is full of sunshine and I think a lot of that personality at the time wouldn't know what to rap about, let alone write yeah. about. So I think I thank her though, because it kind of changed the way I look at rap as opposed to being like, Yeah, I'm from the gutter. You can't get like me if you wanted to. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but that wasn't like my lane. And figuring out what that was is what kind of like started um my like search into things. Um and then I had always I'd always been a fan of like English and like English mm-hmm. literature and um, I thought like I thought like words were just so important and powerful and I grew up in a religious um, household so there was always like yeah like these words have meaning like one of like my, my favorite verses of the Bible is life and death is in the power of the tongue
0: mm-hmm.
3: and it's like yeah it is and so I had I had kind of like gone into poetry. More of like, well, if I can't rap, why not go back to the source? And so sure. I had kind of gone through high school um, while secretly rapping. Not that my mother would have been like, "No, you can't do that. You gotta write poetry and act like a like a young man." Um, but it it kind of, it kind of like <laughs> turn, it kind of turned into poetry being the focus, and then rapping just being something I did on the side. Um, okay. And so uh, up until I had come up with the name authentic intelligence, it was straight poetry with like sprinkles of freestyles in the cafeteria. Um, mm-hmm. And then once I kind of solidified that authentic intelligence could be a rapper and a poet, who's to say. Mm. Um, and, and, and it was like at that moment that I was like, yeah, I could do both. And so Uh, poetry was almost like the reason that authentic intelligence raps the way he does, why he looks at language the way he does. And like all of those um, intricacies that are in poetry, I kind of like tried to mesh with rap.
0: I remember a point, I think it was our senior year where you, me and Amir, uh, we went to the New Yorican together at least once you and I might've gone twice um, mm-hmm. and, and performed, you know, we were on the wait list, like the, the, the total, like they didn't even have like lines left to write your name on, we had to just cram our name in on the wait list to try to get in. And I think, you know, anyone who's listened to your music, it, it's obvious that like there is that, uh, that poetic angle, not just to the way that you write, but also to like the music that you choose, the beats that you choose, the, so- the sort of sonic um, aesthetic I guess, quote unquote, that you curate for <laughs> yourself, right? It's it's a very yeah. like um, clear sort of uh, 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 vibe, for lack of a better word, <laughs> that that <laughs> that, uh, that you're going for. Um, so that that definitely comes through. Jude, did you have?
1: I yeah. have a couple. How has your approach to writing changed since you started?
3: Um. I think the biggest way is a lot of times I used to think that I I really do think that I thought rap had to be a certain way. Mm
2: -hmm. And
3: so when I started rapping or when I started writing in general, it was very much like a, a very simplistic rhyme scheme almost. Mm. Um, And so there were a lot of couplets in there uh, and it was very much, honestly, looking back on it, it was real cringe. Um, (laughs) but uh, I think the more I kind of like figured out what I wanted authentic intelligence to sound like, it became more of like, what would you want to hear? You know what I mean? And so for me, it was less about the approach of let me sit down and write this. So if I'd ever like listened to I don't know, like, if I, since you mentioned Common, if I had ever listened to, like, B, um, like the B album, mm-hmm. I would be like, yo, I, I would do this, where Common did that, and so then it just turned into, alright, so let me see, banana Um, okay, alright, okay. Um, and then I, I would say that, like, the the end rhymes, uh, I kinda got, like, real, real messy with. Mm. Um, I started to like, just be like, let me throw away any kind of notion that I had of what rap was or what poetry was supposed to be or what I was mm-hmm. supposed to say. And I was like, yeah, let me just, let me just let them know. Cause like I, my biggest thing in authentic intelligence and why I chose the name was like as a reminder and almost as a sense of accountability. So at the, at the very least, if I was doing something that everybody else was doing, someone could be like, wait, ain't your name authentic? You sounding real real, sound a real run of the mill right now. Mm-hmm. Um and so I used the, like my name to kind of like force uh a new like sense of writing. So I was like, all right, cool. So uh and this is one of my favorite stories. Uh Justin's friend reference, uh who is a recording artist, um yes, yes. Well, wanted to do it. More a of a professional uh, Fuck him <laughs> <laughs>
0: more of a colleague than a friend, but but we don't need to get into that now. Yeah. He yet, smashed
3: but... my shorty. <laughs> He'd come to me with this song called "Relate." Um, so you have the like the guy's perspective, and he's really like um, confident uh, to approach this young woman. And then you have the young woman who's very like disinterested. Um, and he was like, "Yeah, for your verse, I want it to be like a like almost like a cautionary tale." And I'll never and I thought it was the funniest thing. He was like, "You know how your mom like gives you those weird sayings, and you don't really know what to make of it." like, hey, don't go, don't go out after dark, cause you know where you're gonna wake up in the morning. And no. and I was like, yeah, no, like, and I was like, yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. And so, with that like track in particular, I made it very much about, um, like almost like a I don't know if aesopian is a word, but like, or aesopic, but yeah, like an aesop approach to rapping, cause like mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever heard that. So I was like, yeah, let me let me. See what I can do. And so, um, it kinda like morphs into just doing things that no one either thinks of doing or is like assumes that they can't do because of the like confines of rap or right. lyricism. So yeah, I know that was a really long winded answer, but No, no that's, that's, good.
0: that's good. That's cool. Yeah, I mean we, we got time and I think um what you're talking about is like what I'm picking up from what you're talking about is your interest in rap as storytelling, right? Not, you know, mm-hmm. in, in preserving like that aspect of it because, you know, you talked obviously a little earlier about how you felt like you didn't have the right kind of experience to rap, but um, you can rap from any experience, right? Like those guys, mm-hmm, right. that, that's just, that just happened, to, those just happened to be the guys who mm-hmm. were rapping at the time, you know, yeah, and it, yeah, and it yeah. felt the most authentic. That was a shared experience that a lot of people were going through. But as the genre has morphed, you know, I mean, we we look at especially when you look at like the uh, at the blog era, you know, we always talk about like with the Mac Millers and Kid Cuddies and Gambinos, like mm-hmm. those guys also weren't right. rapping about that type of like street life experience, yeah. you know, um, in the same way. But they, you know, then they could rap about like, especially with Mac Miller, like. The opioid epidemic and how that was ravaging like the white suburban community, you know that was something right. that he could talk about and do so authentically, and it sounded like rap, you know, in terms of the the form and cadence and all that, but it just wasn't the same type of story, yeah. so I think right. you know um yeah, definitely I mean your verse on on relate, a song that I helped write uh, uh, but I'm not featured on that's reference. just want to continue to clarify that misconception anyway um. I yeah thank you thank you. I um love that verse. I every time I listen to the song I rap the whole thing all the way through cuz I think it's so you really hit the nail on the head with that idea of like a cautionary tale like a, a Aesop's fable of what could happen when you try to hit on a shorty in a bar. <laughs> um so, yes, just saying that your experiences, you know, uh, as they've been, are definitely valid. And, you know, even with opioids, we know that that was running through LaGuardia like crazy, too. <laughs> you oh, know, the, huh.
3: the
2: Xanax That's and Oxycontin. It was Oxy. everywhere. You had yeah, had cigarettes, mm-hmm. all types of drugs, people passing out in the bathrooms. But anyways. Um, Jesus Christ. They didn't even do that in my GED program. <laughs> The only dude who did though because, was because they wanted to get their GED. <laughs> nah,
1: bro. A lot of them dropped out. A lot of them just dropped out, but there was one dude who was a Crip and he had a tattoo of a Crip above his eyebrow and a cross on his face. Oh. That's deadly. That was the only one who was out.
0: Just out. I love that for him. He's
3: probably got four. There's, to that, go. yo, there's like a tweet that went around and it was like uh like when Euphoria was like uh you know a poppin' thing in Euphoria Sundays and it was like um, why do I need to watch Euphoria? I went to LaGuardia. And we talked about that on the Dad. show. That. Yeah, that was hilarious.
2: Minus all those like, big ass parties and shit, niggas were doing shit in that high school. Yeah, all that other shit was real. Yeah, and drugs and everything. Yes, <laughs> I I know I gave <laughs> I know I gave you a question about you as as a poet, um, but I know piggyback off, off of what you said, but also what Justin said about. You know, rap in general. Um, how rap started as you know, um, just like a lot of similes and, and a lot of rhyming. Mm-hmm. And you know, we had Grandmaster Flash, mm-hmm. and then you had like the the the, the, the starter crew, like you know, whoever. Tribe uh, Called uh, Quest. Yeah, Tribe Called Quest. You, yeah. you can name them. You can name them. Mm-hmm. And so um, as time goes on, Good. you know, you can see how that 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 genre of rap is now opening up. And so now we're in we're in the time of storytelling where you have the Kendricks, you have um you have people like people like Common, you have mm-hmm. people like Nas just telling telling a story like Busta. I just wanted the name Busta around. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um I I gotta say like given we'll just say the next five years where and also how will you want your music to like you know take off. Um and it would will it be like a certain collab with somebody? Hmm. Um, will it be? I, I don't know. Yeah, like um, how? What? Where? Where? Where do you see your music going? Um,
3: I actually had this conversation like a year ago with uh, a friend of ours, Amir. Shout out Amir Royale. Shout out Amir, um, my guy, sexy bitch, <laughs> the
2: the fucking hoe. He, <laughs> <laughs> the,
3: the friend. The, <laughs> The business, the businessman, not a business man. You feel me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he. Um, we were talking, and uh, I guess like I wasn't getting enough streams or listens to uh, some of my earlier stuff um, that's on SoundCloud. And he was like, "No, like people should be shouting from the rooftop." Authentic intelligence, and one of the the things that I want from my music. Is I want to be. I would love to be like one of those like best kept secrets, like Mm. one of those spots that Mm. you only know about because somebody put you on. Like Rock Marciano. I don't know who that is. I can't. That's (laughs) why. That's why. I'm putting you on now. (laughs) Hold up. Let me get my notes open. Say that name. (laughs) R O C
1: Marciano.
3: Gotcha. Dude's Marcio. nasty, yo.
1: He's actually one of Busta's boys. Busta signed him, like, 20 years ago. And he's slowly... What was interesting about him check it out. is, like, each era change, when it came to music, streams and stuff, he sat back and waited to put out a project for mad long, and then he put something out, and then it's crazy. Mm. He's, like, been, like, a real... Like Skeletor, like underground nigga. <laughs> enough, ba- enough about Rock Marc Marciano, though. We, we care about this nigga. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and I, like, I mean, yeah, but I think more than anything, I want to be one of those rappers that, um, I, I, I want to be one of those rappers that doesn't necessarily fit the mold. And, like, one of those people that if I, you know, God willing, win an award, for it, like, people that know me as Daniel, I don't want them to be like, oh, you know, this nigga authentic intelligence now, he, he act acted man Hollywood, mm-hmm. now that he got his little Grammy, but I want it to be like, oh, that's Daniel. Like, the same way if we were at Pace, or if we were at LaGuardia, or um, on the street, the same way people recognize me for being myself, that's mm-hmm. what I want my music to encompass. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I think so often A&Rs and record labels try to like paint artists as these monoliths of, you know, humanness that a lot of people can't really attain to, mm. um, where you're paying like, uh, like almost a grand for a meet and greet. And like, right. obviously that, you know, that is to put money in people's pockets and I, and I get it, but like, I want people to be like, what $75 for, for, an, for an AI show? Yeah, and Listen, then like you just might, have you,
0: might my, <laughs> you might wind up stealing some fans from Beyonce. Probably, I mean, you know, they're they're pretty <laughs> devoted, but okay, they weird.
1: were. Those like three million dollars a ticket in the nosebleeds, right?
3: <laughs> like. I saw that. I saw that she was doing the world tour, and I was like, jeez, uh, she might just help the economy. <laughs> like, uh, Maybe. Like, <laughs> my niece wants uh, to go see
1: y- her, and my sister was like, I "Guess you got to figure something
0: <laughs> out, Uncle
2: Jude." She ain't gonna forgive you She ain't gonna forgive you, you don't secure no tickets
3: <laughs> But proceed <laughs> No, yeah, but I think in, in five years To to have my music Be something that people Can relate to In a way that Makes them feel like They wrote the verse Or makes mm. it feel like Oh, he could be talking about me And just mm. keeping in the sense of authentic, like Authenticity and just being like, yeah like, I feel like he is, uh, you know, like he's like, he is rapping for us or he's storytelling yeah. for us. Um, one of my favorite lines from the no uh, the notorious B.I.G. bio flick is like, um, Diddy is like, you can be one of the niggas on the corner or you can rap about the other niggas on the corner or like the mm-hmm. average nigga in Brooklyn. Um, mm. And for me, I've always thought that was interesting because, like, I don't want to distance myself from it in a sense. Like, I want people to be like, I've been to that deli. Right. Like, I I, like, I, I hung on that corner. Not that I'd be on the corners, y'all. I stay safe. But well, like a
1: there. reporter. Like, the way yeah. NWA was, like, we're hood reporters. Mm. You know, right. Ice Cube is not necessarily selling crack like Eazy-E was, but he would hear Eazy-E stories and yeah. just write it for him. Exactly. And, you know,
0: Daniel, when I hear you talk, what it makes me think about is something that I, I might have kind of uh, expressed to um, some of y'all at different points. But, like, we did just mention Beyonce. And jokes aside, there's a, there's a point of fame that she passed years ago where, like, you can't interact with human beings. You just can't. Like, you're too famous. You can't, like it's 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 a safety thing and it's also just a, like why would i need to when i have all the money and i can get anything i want brought to me right, right? but that also does diminish your your capacity sometimes to tell stories or, or or it means that you have to adapt right like we look at jay in that same relationship you know um as this senior statesman of rap et cetera. Et cetera 444 came out and that was like his i had an affair and i'm sorry album but like you know yeah. um good album though. it's a good album um, but I think about that a lot. So I, I think what you're saying, um, it's like you know, we, we we look at athletes, right? We look at ball players, and it's like, okay, the average ball player has probably like, from let's say they get recruited at 18, they probably got like 12, like 12 to 15 years before they should like, without injuries. Yeah, without injuries before. I mean, maybe you could go a little long. Obviously, five,
1: five or six. I think it's shorter.
3: Well, LeBron's been in, but and LeBron's but thirty-six. LeBron that's old D yeah
1: <laughs> for 20, he was 18 yeah already just like this god sense right kid, right and then he mm-hmm. just yeah
0: not everyone is LeBron otherwise there'd be no LeBrons but I you know the point I'm trying to make is that like we expect certain timelines for certain things mm-hmm. and what we've been realizing mm-hmm. recently is that like well, rap is still really so young yeah. in music. So like what does it mean to be an older person rapping? Is it only a young man's game, or can you be in your forties and fifties and still have something relevant to say? Regardless of whether or not you're a billionaire or whatever.
2: It depends on the depends on that certain flow that you give, depends mm-hmm. on that certain vibe, the music that you bring into us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you you, you you do have a point there. Like when when um God, who, who made like his his comeback, in, in a way, um, I think when 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 Busta Rhymes came back with his album, uh, uh, Extinction Level was it two, well, I think it was three, um, and he had Kendrick going there, and mm-hmm. he had Rick Ross. And, like, you can tell how a lot of times, like, his flow always switches. Mm. Regardless of how old he is, he's not staying with that same flow, that mm. same type of vibe. He knows how to switch shit up, like, flip mode. Um, <laughs> and so, if you're staying with that same type of, with that same flow for, what, five years? You're gonna be washed up. Like, mm. when people are gonna say, switch it up, nigga, you better switch it up. Yeah, Because people are gonna, are gonna get tired of you. Um, what? But... Sorry, go ahead. No. Do you think? Do you think? Yeah. No, I was gonna say, like, I think it's so interesting because like I think on
3: the other end of the spectrum, you have a lot of audience members and and fans who are like they recognize your Magnum Opus or your prime as an as an album, and then when you don't stick to that album, they're like, Well, what happened? Right. So Mm -hmm. I think like I think one of the biggest examples is Chance the Rapper. So like everybody hears acid rap. And everybody's like, oh, my God, who are you? And then he
2: does Incredible. the big day.
3: De- or he does color and book. That was crazy. And then people were like, oh, snap. Like, this is you making it out, like, for sure. And then you get to the big day where, for him, he is changing it up because he's like, "Like I'm married. I have kids. Right. Life is great. I have a new story to tell. <laughs> I have a new story to tell. And, like, the amount of discourse that I've seen where it was like, well, what happened to acid?" Like what? Like so? Mm. You just giving up drugs, and you now you gonna be with your family? <laughs> what you mean some niggas I in the club got us moving on the chin like a cleft?
2: <laughs> family it's man a, ass nigga.
3: <laughs> <laughs> or like I don't even see my kids ever, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> or like oh even with uh, you know what, you know what's better than throwing away money at a strip club? Credit, and everyone's like, <laughs> yes. What the hell was that? <laughs> um, no, people felt attacked. And, they did, <laughs> right? Like I like throwing my single
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, to your again to your point Daniel like it, it this is sort of a thing that I notice with I think um audiences in general with anything like we can get very lazy and we want things to stay the same. Like we'll complain right. about like wanting change, but we but a lot of times we really don't because then when we get the change it's not how we wanted it to change. We wanted it to be exactly. the same but different. You know, same same but different, right? And it's like it, there's no evolution there. So I remember even about that same album, having a conversation with my, with my brother. Um, and he said, yeah, you know, I think people just don't like being happy. Like people don't like happy, m- <laughs> happy music. <laughs> or <laughs> especially not, those company. Yeah. Especially not rap. And so it's like, yeah, when you come from acid rap where he's talking about, again, like drug addiction and nicotine addiction and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Relatable. Then he gets married. It's like, Exactly, smack the mic away from me. You don't want to hear that because maybe it forces you to reflect on DAG. I ain't done nothing really in the in the twelve years since he's put out. Acid right. Rap. right, I Haven't even gotten a new pack of underwear. This nigga's <laughs> <thing is> married. <laughs>
2: Grew his hair out. You yeah. know, he got a hat on. He took his hat off sometimes. You he know? got a baby. You got now, a baby yeah. now. You know, she's it's, walking. She's and it's a bills. similar thing that we
0: saw with Kendrick's album last year, right? Child is gonna be no.
2: Yeah. People hated that fucking album. Which people album? hated Awaken um, My Love. Awaken My Love. Oh, For the people the that album. that were talking about I, I I loved it. I think it's a great album. I would think it. Yo. <laughs> that that first woo, me and your mama. Um not not <laughs> No, I understand. Anyways. Um <laughs> <laughs> Stay woke. But stay woke. it was but it was it was it was different, but people did not like it. But I think that's the thing when we talk about Beyonce. Mm. Beyonce kept bringing out Hits upon hits yeah. upon hits upon hits. Like her and hair, she always evolves. She always evolves, and you never saw her in interviews after for like years. She was just doing shit on her own, just dropping music, just dropping yeah. shit. <laughs> and then she was, and then she started going into her, um, I guess we can say this, her 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 pl- pro black era mm-hmm. when Formation came out, and then now she's delving towards the queer community. Mm. Um, and putting out that Renaissance album, mm. where I feel like it was, it was mostly for them. So, But she's yeah. everywhere. She's, she's like, I'm going right. to pick at this. I'm going to pick at this. I'm going to pick at this. And like, though you don't see me, just know I'm dropping these gems you on Know I'm ass. working. Just know <laughs> I'm
3: working. She's like, just know I'm shifting the
2: culture. She's shifting yeah. it. She's shifting it. And so um, I know for myself, and we know that for you, that you're going to be coming out with some hot shit. And so that's what I was saying in five years, you probably have multiple concerts, Mm. multiple songs under your under your belt.
0: I would like to see it
2: under a label. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like uh, you, you, you cooking some shit. We we, we, we don't know what it is, but we know you got something that's coming to us. And listen, man, if you ever need someone to open for you uh <laughs> we're here
0: yeah i i actually do want to ask you though speaking again about the future um mm-hmm. if i'm not mistaken you are not in brooklyn right now you've relocated right
3: i have i'm currently in dorchester massachusetts right which is in so, Boston,
0: But so my my question to you is i mean first of all you can just talk about if you feel comfortable what motivated you to make that shift but also mm-hmm. What is the uh, scene like up there in terms of the uh, in terms of art, like in terms of recording, artistry, performance? Do you feel like it's easier to stand out up there in Massachusetts than it is in New York or in Brooklyn specifically? Or how has that been,
3: you know, navigating uh, for you? Yeah, um, I so just for context, I moved um, to Massachusetts in September, so I've been here about four months. Um, well, no, I guess it's five now. Jeez. Where did the time go? Um, but yeah, I moved um, out of New York because it was around uh, the time that like things were starting to open up again um, after COVID mm-hmm. um, or during COVID. I, I guess that depends on context of what COVID right, is for you. Right, where you are. Um, yeah, yeah um, and it was around the time where uh, venues were opening back up and it was a lot of, folks that had been laid off because of covid um finishing their tenure and then the folks who were supposed to be on the next one that got laid off because of covid were doing that and then there were like a long line of people that were also trying to get in um Mm -hmm. and i you know i wanted to kind of just see what life could be um, had I taken what I had done and moved to a new location. I didn't know if that meant Flatbush, um, Harlem, okay. yeah. or like Florida. And so my brother, who is a Berkeley alum, Berkeley College of Music, um, he was like telling me, he's like, yeah, like Massachusetts is a great place to kind of um, just figure yourself out musically. He was mm-hmm. like, a lot of the music scene is Cats from Berkeley, So a lot of the scenes I go to are either Berkeley alumni or Berkeley uh, like students. Yeah. And um, I was like, yeah, you know, like I'll, 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 I'll give it some thought. And I made the choice to move out here with um, him and my sister who was also out here for about a year and a half. Um, But since coming here, uh, I really only frequent two spots. Um, There's there's, this like, a uh, historic jazz club, uh, Wally's. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do a lot... A lot of their folks do, like, funk fusion, jazz fusion, um, and R&B. And so one night, my brother was like, yeah, like, get on the mic. And it's very free form. so, I, like, if they know you, like, you just get up and you do whatever. And the amount of, like, following that I've kind of, like, garnished here is, like, actually pretty cool. Um, especially because there aren't a lot of rappers out here. One. And two they're not really you know not to not to say it like this but they're not doing it like me uh, but <laughs> period <laughs> yes no just bring a little bit of black excellence in there
2: out, <laughs> Perky
1: but nipples. yeah
3: i mean it's it, <laughs> it has it, been you. well uh, <laughs> but yeah <laughs> it's 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 been a nice change of pace OK, um, to to kind of uh, essentially be like, oh, well, like when's Authentic getting up or like, yo, Authentic, are you doing this gig or like, yo, how often do you gig, or like, where are you gigging? And so it's mm. very cool to like have that constant ask, not yeah. that New York isn't something that offers that. I think that a lot of people go to New York because it's one of those hubs where like if you want your dream, you got to move to one of these places you got to do it big. Um, and I think that uh, offers a lot of congestion to a lot of people's passions and pursuits. So for me, I, I moved out here just to kind of be like, yeah, I do a little bit of everything. And uh, I'm just trying to figure it out right now. But I know for me, um, New York is uh, going to be my resting place. So I definitely will be back. Mm. Um, ho- I'm hoping in a couple of years, I just want to be able to say that I was grown and moved out the moved out my hometown, but sure. uh, I'll definitely, like, Brooklyn will definitely be seeing me again.
1: What is something that you want to write about but you're, like, hesitant to but you feel like it's important? It's depending on the timing or the sensitivity of it. Mm. Is it I mean, you do gotta say the whole thing, but how do you approach things like that? Where you're like, I wanna say this! Mm. But not now!
2: He wants to call them crackers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh
3: one of the uh, like one of the the ideas for uh, what I hope will be another book soon um I kind of wanted to like do like a, a life lived like like obviously we're turning 25 I want to assume mm-hmm. all of us yes so uh you know quarter century um and just like, things i've learned things i took away from it things i would mm-hmm. uh, advise on other people um, and some of the things that are hindering me i feel like more are about myself like i think like part of me is like yeah i mean like rap like like a 16 like a 16 bar verse or like a 32 bar verse is one thing but who's going re- who's going to want to read like 150 200 pages like about something that i have to say like i'm just right. a kid from brooklyn Um, and, or at the very least, like a lot of the advice that I might give might be not so much controversial, but I guess met with some skepticism of like, oh, well, what does he know? Like, he don't know my life. Um, because at the end of the day, like for every great review you get, you get like two negative ones. Um, and I (laughs) think, you know, and I think for me, it's just about finding like peace in that mm-hmm. and it's like a very fluctuating thing so like some days i'm like yeah like we're gonna make this book and like yeah, i don't care if nobody read it i'm gonna put it out because it needs to be put out and then like on other days i'm like well i, mean, I guess it could wait another like year two years mm-hmm. um so i'm very much in that like gray space of like should i do it and if so what like, I'm just kind of more so preparing myself of like, do people want to hear this? And I, I think that back and forth is, is really what's stopping it. Um, because I, you know, through your interactions with me, I'm not sure if you guys picked this up. I'm very like, uh, non-confrontational. Like if there's beef, we can talk about it, but like, I'm not going to be the first one ready to throw hands. And so, unless
0: you're a middle schooler,
3: (laughs) you know? And at that point, like, it's because they know what buttons to, you know? <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah. Uh, but you I don't have health so- insurance. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you make? All right, relax, relax. <laughs> relax. Yeah. No, but I think that with adults, I think we are um, made complex through a lot of experiences. And I think the intricacies of, like, what we go through make it harder to tap into either seeking advice or receiving advice. Um, Because like, it's like, you know, it's always like, and I say this as a like generalization, but it's usually like, you don't know my life or like, yeah, it's easy for you to say this when, you know, you haven't had this to go through, which are all like partially real statements. Um, And so just being able to like, weave or at least anticipate some of that, to kind of like be like, okay, I can make peace with these these arguments, but I'm still gonna write it.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I um, I feel you on that, man. Because even in my own ponderings about whether or not to, and there was a point where I was putting together a poetry book. Som- I remember that? Yeah. Sometimes poetry can just feel kind of self indulgent to me, even while I'm writing it, and I'm like. <laughs> Again, like, who's going to want to read this? Who's going to want to read me writing about, like, sleep paralysis and being depressed or whatever? Like, it's, it's, it doesn't, uh, it's it's harder definitely to, it sometimes feels harder to market than Ah, something like rap, which is passive also. It's like, you know, you can listen to a song and not even really fully engage in it, and Mm -hmm. obviously we see that a lot, but, like. For poetry, it's like you're asking someone to sit there and read it and really invest their, their mental energy and emotional yeah. energy, which is, which is a different ask. So right. I totally understand the challenge there. Um, however, I did want to highlight uh, definitely before we end. You know, it's no rush, but I, I, uh, before we end, I want to make sure that I get to the fact that you, sir, <laughs> you, sir, have a show coming up. Um, talk a little bit about this. It's a, it's a major kind of thing for you. It's, it's almost like a, a, a tiny desk kind of situation, right? as I understand yeah. it. Yeah.
3: Um, so I, this is also funny because I uh, am going to be performing um, at So Far Sounds, um, which I consider the tiny desks, tiny desk. Um, mm-hmm. Not that they are any in any way related other than the vibe that they kind of curate. But um, But yeah, I had always kind of wanted to do it. And I had applied in May of last year Mm. Um, while well, I was still in New York. And I was like, yeah, it's a long shot. Like, if I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. Um, and they reached out to me in January. Um, and were like, hey, we're doing a couple shows. We want to know if you'd be interested in, like, performing at one. Um, and I was like, yeah. And then, like, I looked at the uh, the addresses on them. And I was like, oh, they're in New York. That's kind of tough. Um, and it's a kind of a big deal for me um, because it's my first... Um, paid gig as authentic intelligence, the artist. Uh, thank you, thank you. And so I was like, oh snap, okay. So we're gonna do it. And so I have my brother, uh, MDing the mm-hmm. the entire music. So we're pot like we're almost reinventing a lot of the uh, instrumentals to a lot of the songs that I'm gonna. Well, not a lot. It's it's a twenty minute set, but. Um, we'll be performing a lot of stuff that is near and dear to my heart. Um, and things that I think kind of encapsulate who I am as an artist and, uh, what I have to say. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm super excited about it, to be honest.
0: Yeah, man. I, when, when I saw about it, I was, uh, I was thrilled too. I think that's exactly in line with your musical identity. Um, and, uh. I think it's, I mean, it's definitely going to do wonders for uh, for the AI brand. Um, I've got some, like, fun popcorn questions for you. Uh, just, yeah. like, some quick this or that. I'm going to ask my silly questions first. Okay. And then we'll, we'll wrap up again <laughs> with something deep uh, at the end. I got five of these. Oh, gosh. All right? Uh, they're just, right. like I said, it's this or that. So you can just give your answer. You can elaborate a little bit if you want to. You guys are
1: also welcome to chime in. We should have given him something painful for if he didn't have an answer. Like a shot of tequila or <laughs> or hot sauce. We or should've. like oh no. But like
3: uh, or both. Dabby, or Dabby, paprika. Dabby. Like a spoonful of paprika. I'm actually glad y'all didn't cause uh, I gotta I gotta go I gotta go driving after this. And if I had to take a shot of tequila for everyone I couldn't decide I'd be on the road. <laughs> oh, oh my no. boy's whipping
0: it up there, yeah. City boy whipping Um, So a lot of these are uh, 90s centric because, you know, that's 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 just you. Uh, So I'm going to ask the first one. Mm -mm. Love Jones or Poetic Justice.
3: Dang. Um, I'm going to go with Love Jones. Yes. That. (laughs) I I have I have to do that. Say really quick. Uh, anecdote Or I guess that's what you want to call it um, I'd actually done a monologue I, I did that monologue uh, Slash poem mm-hmm. For uh, A showcase that I did my uh, Our senior year Yeah And Every like Half of the folks That were in it Thought that I wrote it myself Yeah and I remember that like, Oh And they like Cause you know like I think uh, Theodore Witchers the, uh, Is the name of the The screenwriter Okay Um and so I, like, they were like, oh, that's like, where'd you get that name from? And I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, uh, I mean, you didn't, because like, you wrote it. And I was like, I, I promise I didn't. Like, <laughs> I, I wholeheartedly got this from like, what I think is one of like, the greatest pieces of the 90s. But, you know.
0: Yeah, and that's it's what Black happens. i History Month, so I won't. When you have a perfect marriage of monologue and performer, <laughs> right? it just sounds like it comes you know? from you. Um, I, I, I thought you might pick Love Jones. I've never seen Poetic Justice myself, but I, I oh have to throw goodness. it in there. I'm sorry. It's I'm okay. sorry. Do one, yeah. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Uh, okay. During Black History Month.
3: <laughs> right.
0: Right in front of my
2: salad. <laughs> when I right met him, he never saw a juice. Right in front of
0: my low vibrational plate. Uh, it's
2: a chicken salad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> number two. Uh, Wale or Lupe?
1: Really?
3: Wale? I'll just, you know. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Lupe. Mm. Um Yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm okay with that. Lupe Lupe over Wale. Okay. Okay. Lupe know how to use a sword. <laughs> he does <laughs> And he and he's teaching at uh, NYU, so I I ain't really mad at the brother.
1: Do you think him and Spike Lee fight each other in the teachers lounge? <laughs>
3: They pass. It's like Zoolander when they pass each other.
0: <laughs> watch your step, bruh. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. Bruh. I'm not your I'm not bruh. Your bruh. Um, okay, good answer, good answer, good answer. Uh, number three, spoken word or battle rap?
3: Mm. To watch or to perform? Both. Not that I can battle rap, I just... I w- rap.
2: <laughs> both.
3: I guess both, yeah, sure, why not? Um, To watch... I'm gonna go with poetry. Like, okay. like slam poetry or spoken mm-hmm. word. Um only because you can like sit with the nuance as opposed mm. to with battle rapping, it's almost kind of like like the audience kinda of, like lets you know when you should have paid attention to something that you might not have. Mm the the knowledge of um i, I remember this one time I, I only got it because i like marvel he was like um i throw foreign objects that'll get you capped in america like marvel comics with a strap like spar guitarist and i was like that'll get oh you capped in america
0: captain america like mm. marvel okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah right yeah,
3: yeah. and i was like and but the audience kind of like beat my reaction
0: because
3: mm. It was like Captain America like Marvel comics and the audience was like oh my god and I was like oh oh okay well all right you got it too
0: yeah okay fair um fourth one is is a style question beanies or dad caps
3: Ooh. oh dad caps all the way yeah um I have a no uh let me see if I can I'm kind of zooming in on this uh oh, cut <laughs> the, the AI of the merch yeah. you feel me but I have a I have a uh, I have like 20 30 dad dad hats mm-hmm. so, damn uh, and oh yes I it's it's because I have a I have a big head and but you got a nice hairline um, it's not getting pushed back yes you know but I think it was uh I remember looking for hats and snapbacks were like the style back then mm. and I can't fit them like I'm literally wearing it like one notch
1: mm. <laughs> so yeah. I was
3: like yeah this this, this isn't working. I need something. <laughs> and dad hats were like. No fitteds uh, for you? Like they kind of. I did, I, I did fitteds in high school. Um, They were just more expensive. Like you they gave, are dumb like expensive. For a good fitted, you're like paying like $35, $40. Um, yeah. Dad hats, you can like kind of cap at like $25. Mm. I suppose, I suppose. Fair
0: enough. He's economical and talented. The last one, uh, <laughs> I, I, of course, I, I expect that one or two of you will have something to say about this. Um, again, going back to the 90s, two beautiful women.
1: Oh, fucking Christ.
0: Mm. Nia Long or Regina mm. Hall?
1: Oh, <laughs> why do you do this?
2: <laughs>
3: oh, oh. <laughs> Nia long. So, okay. I, mm. I'm going to say Nia Long. Said. <laughs> <laughs> but i'm only gonna say nia because i can only immediately think of like one regina hall movie in which and it wasn't even a regina hall movie that i saw her and i was like yes which was the best man but nia long is kind of like for me the woman of the 90s so mm. i have to go with nia That's
1: I'd, I'd say regina yeah because I'm,
3: I'm not I'm not mad at that. It's, it's not a bad she's answer. Fine.
1: I feel like she's funnier.
0: Oh, yeah. fair,
1: yeah. fair. Nia not funny, so but you're we love
2: saying her. If, if, if Regina knocks, she fine. if she, if Regina, you know, tells a joke, then you, and your drawers are coming off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'll be like knock, knock, who's there? <laughs> you're so funny. Oh, damn. you you're put your clothes stupid. You uh-huh. stupid. Put your clothes off, God damn it. You're so stupid, See, I Regina. Oh,
3: my God. You're, you're so, so stupid. Damn, man, you're so
2: funny. Come suck this dick. You know, you're so funny.
3: <laughs> I would do that for Nia, though. Like, if like Nia told a joke and it wasn't that funny, I'd be like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you're so crazy.
3: Yo, should I hit Instant with the tears.
1: Yo, <laughs> should I hit you with the dad joke. You hit her with the Denzel tear. Like that's yep. hilarious. <laughs> that was too
2: fucking funny, my queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yo, I have one. I have one question, but it's not. It's not a deep one. But we we saving that one there. For sure. At one. I was just. I was thinking about it as I was coming to you know uh, coming over here to uh, you know give you the interview. But you know I think about. it, I'm like. But you know, don't kill me when I say this, but oh, like God. when you, when you, when you did your pose when you did your rap, did you, uh, <laughs> I have no idea what's about to come out of this man's mouth.
0: <laughs>
2: I, did I, you, I think I do. Did you, did you ever, did you ever like rap to someone just to get some pussy? Like just, uh, <laughs>
3: so, um, it, it, it never really got that far. Uh, but I've used it to, to like, so I, I never forget that. I thought it was the funniest thing. So I had gotten to, uh, my, uh, alma mater, uh, SUNY Potsdam. Speak your mind. And, uh, I would like, I had made it my mission. I was like, I'm just going to lay low. Um, I'm just going to lay low. What were you doing before? (laughs) Oh no. Like I, Uh everywhere I go, like. Nah, not like that. I meant performance-wise. Everywhere uh-huh. I go, I kind of, like, seek an opportunity to perform.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And um, I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do it. Like, I'm just going to be, like, a scholar and get my grades. Um, and I had done a an open mic. And then, like, from there, like, poetry, singing, rapping had become what I was known for up there. Um and I was also coming into like my manhood, so like I, I, I think like a lot of women were like, "Oh wow, he's like, it's kind of cute." And he he's got like, a beard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, God, God knew what he was doing when he, when he <laughs> let it at, when he let it like fully attach. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I yeah I don't know I have that. I have used poetry to to kind of, um, let's call it uh acquire acquaintances.
1: Acquire acquaintances Acquire is the most villainous thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. I call them lovelies. You said acquaintances. Acquaintances. This nigga is well, Charlie Sheen.
3: No, it, it was only acquaintances because I was still kind of green. Mm. Uh, so it was very much like a like, oh my gosh, like Daniel, that was so good, and I'm like, oh, thank you so much. Like I actually wrote it. Um, in high school, and da 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 and I'm, like, going through the intricacies of the poem, and, like, she was like, oh, yeah, like, maybe you could write something for me. I was like, maybe. We'll Bustles. see. Who knows? Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: Write something for me is crazy.
2: But it was the quickness with she the answered. answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, actually, I'm already writing it right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's my head. It's my head. Mental, I'm mental.
1: freestyling it right now for you. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir.
2: Yes, sir. that was a good question. Hey, top.
1: Good there question. Hey, yo. Okay, so... With uh, poetry being to me inaccessible because I personally have not enjoyed poetry because of its inaccessibility. With dudes doing like slam poetry mm. or spoken word poetry and doing it this and that, you know, talking like Migos with a latte. <laughs> 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 Uh, how could um, how do you feel about that and making poetry a little bit more accessible because it is something you do have to engage in whereas rap you know you can as you said earlier mm-hmm. can just you know be passive about it mm-hmm. but how can you make it more engaging and more accessible for people who uh, are like I don't like poetry but then also kind of like taking away it's more like my god I have the word in my brain but it's gone. The more like douchey side of
0: um,
3: <laughs> of slam poetry. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I can understand. First of all, I want to say that I can understand where you're coming from because I remember initially, like, you know, going into poetry and and learning about spoken word, and a lot of what my uh experiences with it before then had been like childhood movies. Um, like I don't know if anyone's seen a, an extremely goofy movie. Oh my god, um, yes, like yes, the, yes, 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 no, and that, yes. So, for anyone listening, that is like what most people think about when they think of spoken word. And it's like bold and noisy, like a crime. Don't you dare waste my time because life can stop. And Wait it's a like, minute. This nigga recited <laughs> <laughs> extremely goofy movie to a T. No. PJ! <laughs> you know... But no, and I and I think that uh, that in essence is what turned people off. Yeah, like the the idea that it's like very choppy mm. and it's usually like super, like exaggerated, Cold both in the style and it and then the lyricism. Um, like there'll be like chicken wing, chicken wing, French. I need to dye my hair, and it's like, "What are you talking about? You I am a biracial girl. How did you get there?" <laughs> and I think that no, and I and I think that like uh, having that confined on what it's supposed to be is what is what messes it up. Yeah, um, uh, because I've heard so many uh, spoken words, like sp- like more as in spoken words than a poem with exaggeration Mm. um and i think that like you know with any good storytelling it really it really boils down to does it sound like a story because i think a lot of times we get so caught up in the way that we deliver instead of recognizing that everything needs to be delivered in a in a way that works so like if i tell you about you know this eighth grader that I teach is it easier to go through the story and say yeah I did this I did that I did that or is it like better to emulate what the eighth grader said how does that differ from my voice does my voice um, do I like put on a voice at work Um, and I think that with poetry in general reciting it has to be something that feels like you wrote it and yeah. that you've experienced it, and I think when it becomes too much of an archaic storytelling, you lose a lot of that. Mm. Um, and one of my f- like funniest examples is Rupee Carr, no shade, Rupee, um, but I car, think yeah. uh, a lot of the way that she delivers it is almost like it supersedes what she writes because her poems aren't that long. And it could be something as simple as like just telling me,
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, and I and I think that when when poetry kind of enters into a place like rap, and I think that it can borrow from rap in that like not every rapper sounds the same.
1: Mm.
3: Like these are the breaks doesn't sound like um, Lotus Flower Bomb doesn't yeah. sound like Can't Get Enough by J Cole doesn't sound like. Um, Big pop 444, 444 by Jay Z. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like, and all of those are different, and you don't even have to look very hard. And I think that poetry suffers from that thing of like a lot of people feel like when you've seen one or when you've read one of them, you've read all of them. Mm. Uh, Last And, when I, and I think.
1: Th- yeah. When do you think that happens? Like,
3: why did it happen? I think it's either because of. Uh, audiences like Uh pre-perception of of oh well like i know what this poem is going to be and it loses a lot of what it could be because Mm. of the eyes of the eyes that look on it are like oh well you know i've seen this one before Mm. um and i think that a lot of people that recite it get stuck in the how and they're like how should i say this how will people feel about it I go up there, and this is something I've had to work at, but I've, I go up there, and I'm like, I'm just going to tell people how I tell them. Right. I want people to, like, I want to be like, yeah, my name's Authentic Intelligence, um, and this is uh, addiction. You know, like, and just like kind of do it more as like me talking to you, because if, if, if it doesn't feel like I'm connecting with you, you don't want to hear it. Yeah. If I go, I limit my daily dosage of you. Everybody's like, "Oh, look, it's William Shatner." Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's there's like no like it, and instead of it becoming a poem, it becomes like a joke, and it becomes a a caricature of what's supposed to be real substance. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I recognize and also i think it also boils down to not everything is for everybody right so i i know people that have like bought both copy like both of my books and don't read and they've been honest with me and being like hey uh, i bought it because i support you um i think you're doing great stuff i just don't like poetry i like when you perform it but i can't read your book
1: Mm -hmm.
3: and i think that some people like like there are some people that don't like rap There are some people, they just don't like poetry. Um, And that's something that I tell everybody when I perform either a rap, a poem, or anything in between. I go, uh, if you guys are a fan of this, let me know. And if you're not, that's okay. Not everything is for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, Which kind of like alleviates the stress off of me, but it also kind of lowers everyone else's expectations so that um, if they do end up liking it, um, their guard is down. And so because their guard is down, it allows them to be more receptive to my words if it's something that they can be receptive to.
0: Right. Mm
2: -hmm. Because a lot of times people will switch up what they say in order to be liked by a lot of people, but you don't want to do that because that's that's not who you are. You're not staying true to what you bring and what you write on paper. Not staying authentic. Not staying authentic. (laughs) Ah, yes, you you owe oh, oh, you the mind of a smart Negro. I swear to you, goddamn <laughs> Look at that! Look it's, at you!
3: And that's one thing I love is that uh, anytime, I, anytime somebody used the word authentic and they like have uh, had the, um, I don't want to call it a pleasure because if it hasn't been, I apologize. But um, if you've ever encountered me um, as authentic intelligence, anytime you hear authentic or authenticity, you're like, ah, there's that guy. like yeah. Authentic intelligence, and yeah. so, um, but yeah, I think that's that's one of the most important things I think in storytelling. Just be yourself. Like I didn't I didn't come to, and I'll use you guys. Like I didn't come to the podcast app listening to HBO to sound like any other podcast that's on TikTok or on the podcast app. Like, and this is me plugging HBO on their own show. Um, I love listening to you guys. I'm a very faithful listener. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Because you you guys don't, like, you guys don't do what you should do in the sense of, like, oh, well, you know, they talk about a podcast, so they have to, you know, uh, curtail some of what they say, <laughs> the use of uh, vernacular slang, profanity, yeah. um, because it's true to, like, who you guys are, and by extension, like, true to the culture of Harlem, and that's one of, like, the most beautiful things, and that's why I have been a faithful listener uh, this whole time. And if you guys are only listening to this because I'm up here, you need to get hip. HBO <laughs> is where it's at. That's well, right. Thank
0: you, brother. It's always nice to have, uh, you know, sometimes when we have guests, we try to clean it up a little bit, but it's nice to have someone who's familiar with the process and who, like we said, should have been here a while ago. Ages um, ago.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: man. AI, I want to thank you so much for coming on. It's, the a, answer, it's a pleasure to have you. Um, oh a perfect timing Producer West just walked in Mr. Wet Wipes Kicked his own door down interrupted our way in the Sexy, floor.
1: <laughs> Looking like a school shooting Fucking <laughs> um, I had a blend in with the kids
3: I had a blending With the kids bro
2: it's
1: 21 Jump Street cool. it's 21 Jump Street The black game, Johnny right. Depp in the house <laughs>
0: So, um, Daniel, lastly, before we let you go, is there anything you you want to plug? I mean, we're going to have all your links in the show notes anyway, but is not there anything... Dan? Not Danny Meddy, but Yo, Daniel Hall.
3: Dan, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, this is my crib, bro. This <laughs> is not
2: <my> their <babe> crib. <laughs> He's
3: lying. <laughs> Fix Come your on. door. Fix H-V-A your bathroom your bro door, you. bro. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, um, Yeah, if you guys are listening to this and you need something to do Friday night, um, please pull up um, and please tell me that you uh, are here, like you're at the show because of um, HVO's podcast. Um, I, I I definitely want to, um, you know, I'd love to just sit with you, chat with you, listen to what you, you think about my stuff. Um, new music is coming soon. Don't know exactly when, but um, all things come in great time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly, I really just want to shout out Harlem's very own broadcast. They're not paying me to a, a broadcast <laughs> podcast. Um, they're not paying me to do this. I swear. Um, I just love seeing black men get up here and talk about real stuff. Cause it's, it's, it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a trying time for people in general. Yeah. And so to be able to have a podcast that you can laugh and you can kind of get the, the scoop on like real things that are going on. Yeah. Um, they're doing the thing, and you guys should definitely get hit. And you can use that audio. clip. <laughs> <anywhere> <laughs> you Appreciate want. you, bro,
0: man. Um, we hope that you get your rest uh, ahead of your big show. Uh, we will definitely make sure this is out beforehand, so we can do a lot of cross promotion for you. Come back anytime you want, uh, just to shoot uh, the the nonsense with us. Uh, drink uh,
1: lots of tea, <laughs> you know, keep that throat healthy. Pause, just yes. you know, drink lots of tea. Yes, 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 yes. Um, Absolutely, I got. I got a pack of Lipton in the
0: in, in the cupboard waiting for me. Go. There you go, yeah, honey.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah the honey. hot
0: toddy. Anything you got to do? Lubricate the throat. <laughs> no pause. Uh, 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 <laughs> if you <laughs> 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 thank you all very much for listening. Please rate and review the show wherever you get it. Uh, maybe we were five stars, and then what Ahmad just said dropped us down to one. If you want more, <laughs> if you want more Uptown Love, uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the Podbean app. We thank you. We will be back later this month with more Black Excellence. Yeah. Indeed.
1: Weigh your condoms, take Mad your blend. elderberry chewables, take mm-hmm. your elderberry syrup. And send a Negro $50.